Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm sharing five quick ways to improve burnout. You're not alone if you're feeling frazzled and on the edge of burnout right now. It's something I'm talking to people about an awful lot. So listen in where I share why it pays to pay attention some quick and easy things that you can do to restore your energies that are not going to take up too much of your time. Why boundaries are important, of course, I'm talking about boundaries, don't I always? Look again at your support network and different ways that you can think about delegation that hopefully are helpful for you. So join me on today's episode. Welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stress, doubt and overwhelm so that I help you to increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. So I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and wellbeing trainer, helping you and your workforce to increase performance without the impact on your well-being, so that you can make the impact that you want in the world. Now, I know you're probably sick of hearing me ask this, but please do hit the little subscribe button on your podcast app so that you never miss another episode. Also, please do make sure that you go over and leave me a review. It helps enormously for podcast host places to know what you like and, importantly, to be able to share it with other people. Recently I've got a lovely mix of both one-to-one coaching with individuals, um, group coaching for managers in organisations and then working with businesses with a series of workshops that are going to help improve work life and well-being. And if you're thinking about what you're going to be doing in 2022, then my top tip for you is to be looking at resilience again and also revisiting some of those work-life boundaries. Some people are still struggling with the hybrid working, switching on emails early, not working their usual hours, working far more. So those are the areas that you can focus on. And if you want more, then do get in touch with me. We can book a call and talk about what are the common themes that I'm seeing and what sort of things might be able to help you individually or with your organisation. Get in touch with me, Emma at emmalangton.com. I'd love to hear from you. Welcome back, listeners. As I said at the beginning, I'm talking to you about five quick ways to improve burnout. Because I'm hearing from a lot of people that they're struggling right now and some are even contemplating leaving their jobs because of the feelings of pressure, the struggle with the lack of staff and the risk or those feelings of burnout. So whether it's because you've lost your sense of boundaries by working from home, feeling alone or disconnected from work colleagues and people in general 
or it's about a lack of staff, as I've said, or it's something else, this is going to be an episode for you that's not going to be about putting more on your to-do list. I'm absolutely not about that, as if we all need any of that. Um, Some really straightforward, helpful tips. So, what prompted me to record this episode, really, is that I was having a conversation with a group of leaders in an organisation recently to look at options for either resilience support or other things that may have been more appropriate for their people. I don't just, you know, roll out all my training out of the bag. It's all tailored to individual needs. So sometimes, obviously, there's going to be a core bit, you know, if people need resilience, there's my core areas of resilience. If we're talking about mental health, we're going to be looking at ways that you can get people to talk and, uh, you know, if we're looking at stress, there's going to be a bit of an explanation about stress and some um, tips and ideas that you can do. But all of these things are tailored to individual needs. So with some organisations, I end up blending a few bits and pieces so that they get exactly what they need. So I digress. But with this organisation, we were talking about the struggles that they were seeing and hearing from people so that we could make sure that when we did this pilot run, it was going to really hit the spot. However, when we were asking them what it was that they were seeing, one of those people on the call were really, through no fault of her own, quite consumed with her own situation. And when that kind of happens, it's also possible then that there's not just a risk of burnout, but also of compassion fatigue too. Compassion fatigue is something that I am working with with organisations. It's often called the cost of caring, where without digressing too much into the detail of that, do talk to me if you want to know some more about that. So generally... With burnout, good leaders often thrive with challenge. However, when the challenge is a prolonged one, such as this period we've had with COVID, and leaders need to ensure that they are able to sustain these kind of working practices for a long period of time, which we have done, then prioritising mental and physical well-being is essential. For, for leaders and for all your people, really. Um, not just through any crisis or through COVID or through difficult staffing times, but also through times of other high pressure like Christmas and winter. So what is burnout anyway? So burnout is characterised by mental, emotional and physical exhaustion. Therefore... Maintaining work-life balance is vital to prevent burnout. And people might say, oh, I don't have any work-life balance, I only have work balance. Yeah, I keep hearing that. So the difficulty, though, is often that fatigue and burnout happen because as leaders you do care and you do love your job or that there's that sense of responsibility. There's also a struggle to delegate, which I'm going to come to. In fact, there can be a host of differing factors because everyone is different. But the important thing is to ensure that you know what affects you and more helpfully that you're able to spot the signs too. 
which is often what I end up helping people with and talking about either in the workshops or in the coaching. So if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, but it's okay, you know, I'll be fine when I get to the Christmas break. I want to urge you to keep listening and to be careful. Let me remind you, I know it might seem like some people have had a holidays and stuff, but if you can remember that far back (laughs) to times before COVID when you did take holidays, I think we all feel better after a holiday, but sometimes remember those ones where they were just not quite enough. How many times have you been on a holiday and taken the first like three, four, five days to recover and wind down from work? And then you get a few days of maybe peace and relaxation or enjoyment or fun or whatever is your bag in the middle before you kind of start winding up again and thinking about the return. How many of you listening live, you know, for Friday to get to the weekend, but you all spend Friday night thinking about work, sometimes even talking about it Saturday morning with your mates or whatnots, and then you're ramping up again on Sunday. That's what I mean. That, you know, those breaks are not the length of break that you think they are. So, you know, my first quick way is that, you know, it pays to pay attention Often we can talk ourselves in or out of situations. So as I said, oh, well, I'll be okay if I get to the weekend or if when I get to the holidays. The reality is that we also have lots of body feelings that tell us that we're stressed and exhausted and struggling. So you know it might be tight shoulders, it might be churny stomach, it might be feeling a bit sick or anxious, it might be all sorts of other aches and pains, it might be migraines, it might be a difficulty focusing when we need to pay attention to these. Burnout means that we become numb or distant to our emotions. Okay, so we're not going to be in touch. We might have zero motivation. We feel detached from the work or workplace or other people. And there's often a lot of negativity and even feelings of helplessness. Now, as you listen to those, you might notice that they're a lot different to kind of, you know, stressful feelings. When people are stressed, they tend to be like more switched on and more busy and and, and sort of buzzy and trying just to get things done. You know, so then they, they seem like they've got loads of motivation, even though they might be struggling to focus and still feel pretty knackered, but they might look like they've got motivation. But when we've got this burnout of being numb and distant and and zero motivation and negativity, the result used to be of just working harder. Well, if you do that, it takes longer, it needs more effort, so then you're stuck in a vicious cycle. I had one client that I was working with with burnout. He said to me, sometimes I can withdraw from everything and have no energy at all. I don't even want to or feel capable of simple conversations, let alone going out for a family day or a romantic meal with his wife. And that is really indicative of what burnout really looks and feels like. So that we need to restore your energies. So even just acknowledging how you're feeling is that first step. And then you know what you can do to begin to make a difference to your energy levels. So As I said, working harder isn't always the answer because that lack of motivation and the low energy means we get less done. It's taking more time, so it's just not productive at all. 
So you really are better to take a break, to reduce the stresses and to revisit things. So remember what works for you or find something new. You know, if you're finding that, you know, you used to really love having, you know, a good run or a vigorous workout or something like that, um, but actually you're finding that you're just really tense and that motivation's low, then maybe you need more relaxation than invigorating stuff. I'm definitely much better these days with things that keep me accountable, even just somebody that just tells me what to do so I don't even have to think about it. One less thing to think about is perfect. I can I can remember the time that I first went to yoga. This is a prime example. So I used to do like loads of um, aerobics and uh, weightlifting and things like that. Um, and then the kids were little. Trauma was high. If, if you're listen, the first listener to this, you adopted my kids. So this is uh, how I got into all of this stuff. Um, so trauma was high. School was tough. And I wanted a class in the daytime that I could book that then made sure that I turned up, you know, because I kind of didn't trust myself really to not do it unless I had that accountability. But I wanted some fitness and some feel good back in my life. I'd never done yoga, but the timing of the class worked. So, and it was, and I didn't have to sign up to a big gym membership or anything like that. It was just, you know, uh, you know, pay for six classes or something. So that worked as well as a little tryout. So like I said, I'd never done yoga before and I'm stood there in the class and the teacher said, breathe in. And I thought, yeah, that'll do. (laughs) I can follow this. I don't even have to think about breathing. That's an absolute winner. So you see what I mean about find something that will work for you now. It might not be what used to work for you as in my example, but it might be something that works for you now. So, you know, and it doesn't need a big commitment. It's have a go. Boundaries. I'm always talking about boundaries. Another of my quick wins. You knew I was going to have this in here somewhere, didn't you really? Since I'm always banging on about them. But whether the cause of burnout is work or home or both, and we've got that pressure of Christmas coming up too, it can be a really busy time. And on top of that, the pandemic means we've also put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do more in less time. So boundaries are your friend here. Block out time in your day for the things that you need. The things that you need that are going to look after you. Whether even that's just lunch, you know, or finishing up home time gym go for a walk at the end of the day walk at the beginning of the day walk at lunchtime whatever it is boundaries are your friend when you block those in your calendar you know then you tell other people about them as well and if you've been worried about telling other people when you do tell them notice their response this is something i discuss loads with uh, clients You might be surprised to see or hear them giving approval and sometimes even admiration for your boundary setting. Because we often think, oh, we can't possibly, you know, take a proper lunch break, you know, put the phone to answer phone whilst you uh, go for a walk. But oh, we can and you need to. And when you do that, it's also setting an example and modelling the behaviour that you want 
from your teams too. So have a look at where you can set some really simple and easy boundaries. Are you putting your out of office on? You know, are you making sure that you get some time for a fresh air? Or it's pouring down as I'm recording this, a soggy walk. Whatever you need, but put those boundaries in place. Another quick way is to think about support. Now remember that I said one of the key signs of burnout is feeling detached. Okay, so the very first thing that we do and the kind of is become detached, the last thing that we think we need or is that provides more on our to-do list is the kind of socialising, the meeting people because we want to just flop on the sofa or even work into the evenings to catch up or, or into the weekend. What we really need to do is, again, put time in our diary, set those boundaries and make time for support or socialising. Studies have proved that it's helpful. They say employees who had high quality relationships with their supervisors and those who received greater mentoring support were better socialised, experienced less stress and consequently suffered less burnout. So it increases your feel good chemicals to mix with people. You also get positive feedback. You might even laugh, you know, and you don't feel so alone. The list goes on. So put time in your diary to see people, to ask for support, re-engage the team, share your struggle and you'll strengthen the connections and again, you'll be modelling great behaviour. So the other thing that comes sits alongside that kind of support aspect is about delegation. Do you need to rethink delegation? Sometimes in coaching with my clients, we look at what's stopping someone from delegating. And it can be personal for everyone. So it might be things like a lack of trust or not wanting to be let down or it's easier to do things myself or, you know, I don't have time to explain it to somebody, but you don't need to be a superhero. I often ask, what's the best thing that you can do to develop your team? And the answer is often give them responsibility. So then I ask, and when are you going to do that? <laughs> so that's something for you to think about and see where you can start to delegate to people around you. Now, it doesn't always have to be at work. I've been delegating one meal a week for my daughter to cook. Okay, she wasn't happy at first, but she's getting into it. Um, with my husband, I often ask him to do the ironing and I often do it while he's watching sport. But I can tell you this, for both of them, I cannot be around. I cannot see them do these tasks and these things that I've delegated. They look backhanded and I would just want to step in. But instead, I take myself off and I do something else. And you can do that too. I promise you the end result is okay. It might not be exactly how I would have done it, but the end result is okay. The food is edible, the clothes are wearable. I know a lot of people are going to be writing to me saying, why do you even bother ironing, Emma? But I do, you know, we're all different. But it's all, the end result is okay. And that's the thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be quite so high performing because let's face it, 
without being really harsh, just hear this in the nicest possible way. If you're burnt out or on the edge of burnt out, let's face it, your performance ain't going to be that hot either. I know mine wasn't when the kids were little. So just focus on an end result being okay. So I really hope that that's been helpful for you as quick things that you can put in. Do you know what? Even if you just pick one of them, just pick one. Whether it's about just paying attention to your feelings and recognising whether you need to relax more or you need to stretch more or get a bit more um, energy in you so that you restore some of those energies, set some of those boundaries in place, put the support back in and delegate anything at all. And let me know what it is that you have found helpful from this episode and what you are going to put in place. You can email me, emma at emmalankton.com. And finally, I've been working with a number of organisations, as I've mentioned, really, to successfully deliver virtual and in-person training on stress management, boundaries, resilience, and compassion fatigue, amongst a few. So do contact me to discuss the needs of your organisation in 2022. January is already booking up, but we can have that complimentary discussion or we can talk about coaching for your managers and leaders and any one-to-one support that you might need to. I'd love to hear from you. So until the next episode, bye for now.